0: everyone, welcome back to JCM, Prepare the Way. My name's Carol. And I'm Mallory. And we just want to welcome you to this really important podcast episode we're doing today, which is, Should Christians Celebrate Halloween? And it's so important that we are going to just start right in. So Mallory, I'm going to have you kick us off. Yeah, you
1: know, Carol and I were thinking about what topic to do next, and we thought, gosh, you know, sometimes there's a controversy with Halloween. Do we celebrate it? Do we not celebrate it? And so we just thought... Do we, you know, maybe we just go back and we did a little bit of history on on the background of Halloween and just wanted to share what we found. And, and then, you know, the bottom line is that you take it to the Lord and you ask him, is this something that I do? And so we just wanted to make people aware of what goes on behind the scenes with Halloween. So how about you start off um, by giving us some
0: history? Yeah. Good. We know it's some of your favorite holiday. We understand that fully. In fact, we kind of grew up that same way where it's just a lot of great remembrances of it being um, such a special time of year. I know for my family, it was not a creepy time of year. It was not anything mm-hmm. dark or demonic. It was so much centered around fall celebrations from hay rides to we used to make homemade caramel apples to we'd make our own um, scarecrows. We'd stuff mm-hmm. our clothes with leaves and And then put them on the porch, and we just did so much fun stuff like that, and our trick-or-treat night actually wasn't even on Halloween, it was on the 30th of October, and it was called Beggar's Night, Mm -hmm. and so that's when we went out trick-or-treating, and it was a hard race with all of us, with our pillowcases, and Mm -hmm. then we would trade candy at the end of the night, and just so much fun, and and it just wasn't anything big, and so I don't know if you experienced anything like that too, or... Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, still to this day, I see Halloween decorations and it kind of warms my heart. Not the dark demonic ones, but I have such good memories growing up. You know, I was a bride three years in a row for Halloween. (laughs) I just always wanted to get married. Praise God, the desire of my heart came true. And you know, you dress up what you want to be like. so. (laughs) Um, So yeah. And my mom just made it so special. And I just remember making like apple crisp and different um desserts at that time trading candy and all that stuff and then I remember when I became a Christian and some people said oh I wasn't allowed to celebrate that I was kind of shocked I didn't even know that Halloween was bad I always thought it was so good and just a really fun carefree time nothing dark to it so um yeah so but I think that it is important so we're going to get off to the history so Carol did some research on the history of Halloween. So I'd love for you to share, which just gives light as to why some people don't celebrate.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said today, it is, I mean, Halloween is such a big holiday today and growing bigger, it seems. And, you know, we, we know people still love to go to pumpkin patches and decorate for the fall and have their fall parties or even the corn mazes are big. And, and so people are still, you know, having fun and doing all the wonderful fall things. But There has definitely been a shift from that into making it a celebration of the occult and witchcraft. And we'll explain that in a few minutes. But yeah, let's first take a look at some of the origins in case some of you weren't aware of this. And those origins for Halloween actually dates all the way back to the Celts of ancient Ireland, who celebrated their new year on November 1st. And it was called Summer's End. And it marked the end of the harvest. And so they would transition from this warm, fruitful summer months to this cold and dark winter. And it was a period that became associated with death. So on October 31st, the night before their new year, they created a celebration that became known as, some people pronounce it, Samhain or Wen. But either way, the celebration was, it was a night when the boundary between the living world and the world of the dead became thin, and therefore they believed ghosts could return to walk the earth. And the ghosts would supposedly damage crops and they'd cause trouble. And so what this did is it blurred the line to the spirit world, and it made it easier for Celtic priests to then make predictions about the coming year. And those priests would commemorate the night by building huge bonfires that became the hub for activities. And so now we kind of Mm -hmm. know where the bonfire thing. But people would gather around in costume to disguise themselves from the ghosts that they thought were walking around. And not only that, they would enjoy a big feast. And then they would also make these lanterns out of gourds in order to try to scare those ghosts away. Well, so those were the pagan traditions. And those continued... Uh, for centuries until Christianity extended its influence into those Celtic lands. And then the celebration started to tone down a bit. And so, um, but how did it do that? Well, that name Halloween, that word actually came about because of Christianity, because of the Catholic observance of what's called All Saints Day. That word or that um, special day, All Saints Day, is also known as All Hallows, it means to make something holy or sacred. And so it became a holy day to Catholics. It started around 609 AD when Pope Boniface IV reconsecrated the Pantheon in Rome to the Virgin Mary and martyrs. And then he established an anniversary, uh, this as an anniversary, to celebrate the remembrance and recognize all the church martyrs. Well, later, Pope Gregory III, he changed the date to November 1st. So now it falls in line with, you know, saw when, you know, that that summer's end or end of the harvest that the Irish were celebrating. And he changed it during his dedication of St. Peter's Basilica. And it became officially known then as All Saints Day or All Hallows Day. And so it became this solemn holy day of the Catholic Church, but also some people in the Eastern Orthodox Church, as well as Protestant churches, such as Lutheran and even some um, Anglican ones. And then it became celebrated annually. And so this day, All Saints Day, November 1st, is dedicated to the saints of the church, those who have attained status in heaven. But it mainly focuses on the known saints that are recognized in the canon by the Catholic Church. Then there's what's all what's also called All Souls Day, not to be confused with All Saints Day. And this is observed on November 2nd. And it's dedicated to those who have died and not yet reached heaven. Because the belief is that um, if someone um, has not yet reached heaven or if there's they still had sins that they haven't dealt with, then they go to a place called Purgatory. And they can only come out of purgatory. Uh, through intercession of people who are still alive and so that custom was set apart November 2nd All Souls Day for intercession for those souls and that was established by Saint Odilio of Cluny and then that practice spread throughout Europe and eventually to the Western Church. So All Saints Day is also known as All Hallows Day or even Hollow Mass and since That falls on November 1st, people began to call Saul Wen or Sam Hain, that other holiday, they began to call it All Hallows' Eve. Therefore, Halloween is known as All Hallows' Eve or All Saints' Eve. So October 31st, actually, in the belief of different people in different denominations, it begins a three-day observance and celebration of what they call all hollow tide because it's a combination of halloween all saints day and all souls day and so that's just a little brief history on that but what happened and i know you're going to talk about this Mm -hmm. in a second is people went past that traditional celebration of festival and they um went past that different celebration of festival and they just started to take it to a whole new level Uh when they started to involve and promote the occult and witchcraft and so um, as we mentioned during that celtic celebration when the villagers they disguised themselves in costumes made of animal skins to drive away those ghosts Um, but what happened was sadly which happens in a lot of cases the church when they designated November 2nd as All Souls Day, a time for honoring the dead, they started to mix that holy day with some of those Celtic traditions. And so, for example, they too started to do bonfires and masquerades. But not only that, the poor people, they would visit the houses of the rich and receive pastries called soul cakes in exchange for promises to pray for the homeowner's dead relatives. And they called it, So the practice was then later taken up by children who would go from door to door asking for gifts such as food, money, or even ale. And so trick-or-treating then got adopted in American Western culture and really took hold by the 1950s through the Peanuts comic strip, Mm -hmm. but also... Disney's uh, trick or treat episode where they did Huey, Dewey, and Louie the ducks, mm-hmm. and so it started to really take hold those words trick or treating. So that's just a mm-hmm. little brief, brief, brief history, but just something to get people thinking about the origin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, wow, I think that's so interesting,
1: and I would have never thought that some of it came from the Catholic Church as well, and and then to think you just. You know, you wonder where you get these traditions from. Where did we I start just going door to door asking for candy and <laughs> but know. that makes more sense now that they were asking for soul cakes in exchange yeah. for prayers. Yeah. So it is it just is so, so interesting. Yeah, how we get our tradition traditions and um, you know, like you said too, how it started as one thing, but then it got mixed with something else. So now it is mixed with paganism. And so well, some of it was from the Catholic Church, and then some of yeah. it was from the Celtic, like you were saying. But, you know, with paganism, it didn't go away with the rise of Christianity. And it may have been scented for a while, but, you know, we have to realize that it is back now, and it really is bigger than ever. And one form of paganism is Wiccan. It's called Wiccan, and which is it's essentially a modern-day paganism. And this is where you see that rise of witches and warlocks and... All that they're doing, what they're doing is that they're worshiping the things of this earth. They're creating and they're casting spells and other practices that they do. And truly, these people who are doing it, they don't really see anything wrong with what they're doing. And it's because they believe that they're doing good to people and to nature. And so on the Wiccan calendar, saw when what you were talking about is it's one of the most important points on what they call the wheel of the year. And so Wiccans believe that it is the day when the God dies and then gets reborn at the winter solstice, which solstice which uh, falls around Christmas. And then subsequently they celebrate his rebirth at Yule. And so this is actually from their website. They say the following, they say it is one of the two spirit nights. Every each year, the other being May Day, Beltane, which is May 1st, and it is a magical interval when the mundane laws of time and space are temporarily suspended and the thin veil between the worlds are lifted. Communicating with ancestors and departed loved ones is easy at this time, for they journey through the world on their way to the Summerlands. And then it goes on to say, Today, a lot of practitioners still carry out that tradition. Single candles were lit and left in the window to help guide the spirits of ancestors and loved one's home. Extra chairs were set to the table and around the hearth for unseen guests. Apples were buried along roadside and passed for spirits who were lost and had no descendants to provide for them. Turnips were hollowed out and carved to look like protective spirits, for this was the night of magic and chaos. And so like I said, that that's from their website. And so these ancient practices described in those paragraphs, you know, they sound very familiar to some of the things that we do today. I mean, think about it. um, Bobbing for apples. Bobbing for apples, (laughs) carving turnips. And, you know, we don't carve turnips anymore, but we do carve pumpkins today. And so, like I said, you know, we don't realize this, but Wicca is actually one of the fastest growing religions in America, which is wild. Yeah. And then on um, October 31st, Wiccans all over the nation they'll get together to conduct rituals. They cast spells, and so we as Christians we need to be aware as anyone that they ha- this is a dark side and they have power. And even I don't know if you guys have heard of any testimonies of people who have come out of witchcraft, but they can tell stories that make your hair stand up. I mean, just wild things and. Wiccans really, um, you know, they think of themselves as good. And so because of that, they tend to reject blood sacrifices and things of that nature. But for those who are deeper in the occult, blood sacrifice, it is an essential part of Halloween, which is, I mean, wow. If you're just out there carving pumpkins and asking for candy and not really know what's going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. it is important for us to know that mm-hmm. they're they're doing blood sacrifices on Halloween and so and even this is crazy that many animal shelters all over the nation they actually ban the adoption of black cats at this time of year so if, which is why yeah. I'm at not least, a cat person but I'm not a, yeah but, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. it's still sad yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Just awful. And in America. And an, it's weird. It's so weird. Yeah. And so, and then to take that a step further, what's happening today, Satanists have taken the ancient pagan festival and these simple practices, and they really have moved those boundary markers. They don't feel the need to be tied to ancient practices, but they really make their own. And so they've made Halloween, which is rooted in these other things that Carol was talking about, one of the most important holidays of the year for them. And even on page 96 of the Satanic Bible, Anton LaVey wrote the following. He said, after one's own birthday, the two major Satanic holidays are Beltane, which is May 1st, and Halloween. And because of that, some very dark, sinister, and Satanic practices, they take place on October 31st. And because of that, things you know, things that stir up demonic activity on that night. And so we're, we're not trying to tell you any of this to alarm you. Mm -hmm. We just wanted to give you the facts of this really is what's going on behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. And we, as Christians, it's important for us not to ignore what's going on, um, And also not to be afraid because we have the power of Jesus. And the Bible says that the enemy is underneath our feet. And so anything that they're doing, it's underneath our feet. Mm -hmm. But we are to walk in the authority and the power of the Most High. And Carol and I, I always go back to this podcast because I think it was just so important. Um, We have a podcast. It was talking about the spiritual, putting on our spiritual armor. Mm, Yeah. And knowing what's going on in the spiritual realm. And yeah, we don't have to be scared because we have the authority. But we as Christians need to walk in the authority and we can't just say, oh, we, you know, I know God is bigger, but we need to put on our armor. We need to know what's going on. Um, And so, yeah, Yeah. I think it's just important to know. and, And then how do we walk out from there?
0: Yeah. And honestly, I think most people out there really have no idea or pay much attention to Satanists and what they're doing or Mm -hmm. anything like that. They just want to go out and have some fall fun and dress up, get candy and go home. And so I think that's where the struggle is within the church right now with Christians. At least that's what I hear from people and and that's the question is you know what can i what can i participate in and what can i not even mm-hmm. all the way down to the trunk or treats that they do yeah. at churches which honestly are really just used i believe as a evangelistic tool i get the motivation behind it it's an it's an opportunity but the question is is it wrong and so we just kind of landed in this place where, you know what, you have to wrestle that out with the Lord. We're going to try to give you this information, but you got to take it to the Lord because, you know, honestly, it's like when you tell a child not to touch something and all they want to do is touch it. Yeah. Well, if we tell you don't do Halloween, you're going to want to just do one. Well, I'm not saying you're going to want to do Halloween, but it's just going to be like, well, why shouldn't I do Halloween? You know, it yeah. just kind of does the, the opposite effect actually. So what I can share with you, Mallory, really quick and all of you guys is what I do. Um, I've come a long way. I used to celebrate it. And when I say celebrate it, I used to participate in all kinds of fun activities and all that. But I really backed away from that. The, the more the Holy Spirit just filled me and empowered me, and I just didn't want to do those things anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me. I mean, people told me I shouldn't, but it came from a desire of wanting to please him. And um, But I do live, if you're not in Colorado, I live In the busiest neighborhood for Halloween um, in our town. Mm -hmm. And because we're the only flat neighborhood, we're a gated neighborhood. And so it gets locked down that night. Mm -hmm. No cars are permitted to drive through for a period of time. It gets patrolled. And so people come and it's Mm -hmm. like what you would see in like a town where people are walking the streets on a fun Mm -hmm. holiday, Halloween celebration. That's what my neighborhood turns into for several hours. And so on average, I go through at least probably almost 2,000 pieces of candy. And so it's a busy night. And you know what? God's appointed me to live here. I've been here 16 mm-hmm. years. And so what tends to happen on that night for people who live here is, is you invite friends over you make food you have desserts you have it's just a fun time of fellowship and fun and people come in and they come and go they go and do a few rounds with their little ones mm-hmm. and then they come back in because it's cold and they use the restroom or they do whatever and so it's just a fun night and this is how this is kind of where I've landed on my situation because I've had good friends say you need to you need to leave your house that night you need to close up and lock the door well rather than close up shop on the most exciting night of the year for Satanists, uh, we've turned it into a night of redemption. Mm -hmm. I'm not about to leave my post, my home on this night, because, and you know this, Mallory, I pray for my neighbors and my neighborhood regularly. Mm -hmm. And so why would I leave on the busiest and potentially darkest night in my neighborhood? I'm not going to do that. I'm not leaving. Mm -hmm. And so what's happened is when I say we've redeemed it, So many good things have taken place in my home for God's kingdom on this night. Now Mm -hmm. for, I mean, we've had countless ministry in my kitchen. I can't even tell you. I've had kids come in and cry on my shoulder. Um, I pass out these salvation cards that my Mm -hmm. sister makes with every piece of candy. We've had kids come back and ask us about Mm it. Mm -hmm. Um, My house is filled with scripture, the gospel. We've had people who aren't Christians After everybody's left, come and just sit at our island and want to hear the gospel. Mm. We have had so much beautiful work for God's kingdom on this day. I've even worn my bridal veil and kids are like, what are you? I'm like, I'm the bride of Christ, you know, and they're like, what? (laughs) And so it's, it, and not to mention the fact that a group of us have been regularly praying for my community, this community, because another friend lives Mm -hmm. in this community, um, for about 8 10 years now. We have walked this neighborhood. We blow our shofars. We um we pray over entrances, we pray over every single home. We we take authority over our neighborhood. And I got to tell you, ever since we've done that, it um I mean the shenanigans have really <laughs> subsided. Mm-hmm. But I also, you know, the only thing that we do, I don't decorate or anything of the sort, but sometimes we do Carve pumpkins because I like carving pumpkins. I think it's kind of fun to carve a pumpkin out. And plus, we love roasted pumpkin seeds. uh But pumpkin carving became a contest for my poor husband, who Uh we did all these elaborate drawings and he had to carve it all out. So it was really kind of funny. But, and, you know, we bought him the pumpkins the day before. They were thrown out the day after because, well, the elk eat them. But anyway, I just don't, I just, I just have peace about it. And this Mm -hmm. is, and this is why, too, you know, This is um, the Lord's day. To me, this is the day he has made. He still made October 31st. He has not given it over to the demons. And so I will rejoice in him. I will be glad. They may be stirring stuff up, but I'm choosing to stir stuff up too on my end with him to act with his holy angels. And so you know what? Praise the Lord. I praise the Lord that his power is the highest power. These are created beings for crying Mm -hmm. out loud. Everything visible and invisible is created by him, through him, for him, in him. And he has preeminence over all. Demons are subject to him. So if I'm walking in the authority of Christ and I'm taking authority over my home, my neighborhood, they, they are subject to him. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, and demons are fallen angels, so I'm not going to fall for their schemes. Now, with all that said, what I do think is dangerous that I do think we need to t- touch mm-hmm. upon, because I know you have to leave shortly, is the fact that today people are participating in things that are inviting trouble. We said that it's been completely hijacked by the occult, by witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And yes, paganism is the occult, and it was rooted in that. But it's gone to extremes and levels we yeah. couldn't even comprehend. And and the occult means hidden. Well, it's not hiding anymore. Whether it's games, activities, um, events, devices— People are dabbling in all these things more than ever on Halloween. For example, seances, whether it's at a haunted house, in a haunted amusement park, at a party or an event, decorations. Decorations moved from fall cute fun to outright demonic. And people don't even understand the danger of that. As weird as it sounds, curses are put on those objects, not to mention Mm -hmm. the sheer horror some of those demons are paraded in the yards reveal it's just pure evil people this time of year are casting spells for fun they think it's fun there's Mm -hmm. spell books all over parties are filled with ouija boards and tarot cards and poem readings and you've got them in the cute boutique clothing store and it's just everywhere Mm -hmm. and the thing is every person that participates in these things christian or not you're opening the door to demonic oppression. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you that you are opening the door to demonic oppression and these demons they have one they have one thing they want to do with you. They want to steal, kill and destroy. They will steal your health They'll steal your mental capacity. They'll steal Mm -hmm. your spirituality. They'll steal everything, Mm -hmm. but they'll come in as an angel of light, as a fun party game, as something else. And you're going to think it's all great Mm -hmm. until all of a sudden down the road, you're going to start struggling with something. You're going to have no idea why you're struggling with that thing. And so, and right now with people really craving the supernatural, Mm -hmm. looking for peace and answers, those are the wrong places Mm -hmm. to look for them you might be finding temporary answers through these things but you know what it is all it is is a conjuring mm-hmm. those things conjure spirits they're trying to conjure up feelings it's a counterfeit and i just we want to encourage you guys be incredibly careful out there the bible is clear god loves righteousness but he hates wickedness and these things are wicked and so if you're if you're if you're participating please beware because again it's only a matter of time before it turns on you and I want to tell you this, you know, the devil, he is disguises himself as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. He, it will appear to you, friend, that you are illuminated with some kind of truth. Mm-hmm. It will appear to you that you are, have a revelation or a secret knowledge about something. It will appear to you that you are harnessing energies. And all of a sudden, you're in control of your destiny. You're in control of your life. It is a lie from the pit of hell. And someone has to tell you that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell you that. Because I tell you what, all that's happened and all those shenanigans that you just did participating in that, or if someone, you know, he's cast a spell on you Mm -hmm. that you can't even see. That means he's got you right where he wants you. And the only person who can rescue you from that and from that deception and from that hell is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm.
1: So good. I think it's just so important for people to know. I think, you know, I watched the movie Hocus Pocus, so I didn't do too much demon- <laughs> anything dark with Halloween, but I do remember growing up, I watched Hocus Pocus. Well, they're doing seances in that movie, and that's a kid's movie, you guys. I'm thinking back to the um, Disney Channel movies, and if this is new to you, what we're talking about, it might sound kind of crazy, but we are, and, you know, we said this, you said this in a conversation earlier, Carol, but you said you know, the demonic, it pulls you in and then it turns on you. And I thought of, there was a point in my life where I got really into, you know, Halloween came around and it was a time to celebrate and have fun. And so I went to haunted houses and I got really into scary movies and I would see how many, how scarier I could get started with the ring and then went up to the conjuring and all these things. And it it was kind of like this high and almost like this allure that was drawing me in. Well, I remember the night that it turned on me and I felt darkness all around me. And it was in a time where I was in a really dark season of my life as well. I see how the enemy got his foothold in me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it was just partnership with that, but God hates wickedness. We are told in the Bible over and over and over again, stay away from witchcraft. It is all over Mm -hmm. the Bible. He loves righteousness and he hates wickedness and he hates
0: All of that, that's
1: Mm -hmm. with that darkness and the occult and paganism.
0: And real quick, and I know you're going to keep talking, Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't even let my children watch Harry Potter because of the sorcery Mm -hmm. and all the wizardry and all the weird stuff. So you have to be vigilant with your home and your Mm -hmm. kids and all that.
1: Well, and me... As someone growing up, and I heard that their parents wouldn't let them watch Harry Potter, I'm like, did you even live? That movie's amazing. Oh, I've got, I, My kids I'm were sure like, Mom, please let us read the book. No. I'm like, no. Well, and I thought too, when people would be against it, I thought, well, it's good versus evil, and it's a great soundtrack, and it's really, it was alert. I, oh, remember, the first,
0: soundtrack.
1: I remember the first time that I watched that movie, I was so alert, and I remember hearing too that kids would write into witches. They, there was a rise in witchcraft after that movie and this allure learn it. And again, what Halloween is, you know, and there can be a innocent side like we were saying. And, you know, right now, me and my family, we do. I've got littles and they're dressing up this year and my husband's dressing up as a turtle. <laughs> he just got his costume. It's adorable. You know, but – and and we went for our first time last year, but <laughs> I know it's so funny. Um and my husband is very discerning. He says, you know, girl, you know, we're just not going to go to this house. We're going to go to a different house because you just don't know. But, you know, for us, it, it is fun, but also just to have the discernment of what are those deeper things. And I think it is for me personally, I think it's easy to participate without getting into the darkness of mm-hmm. things. But, I mean, my heart just goes out to all of these young kids who are watching this Hocus Pocus movie. The second movie just came out and very dark things in that movie Mm -hmm. that I've heard. And it's so innocent and it's so interesting. And like those Wiccans that we were talking about, they don't think that they're doing anything bad. They're yeah. doing good things to humans and to nature. Well, then it turns on you when you get high up and you realize, mm-hmm. oh, they're doing blood sacrifices or, oh, this is really dark, yeah. but they pull these people in and that is what the enemy is using, doing. And he found this day, October 31st, and and kind of staking his ground on this day and having yeah. people... Um, it's a day for allure. and then it's the season of that. I just keep feeling that word alert. He is uh-huh. drawing people in with what seems so innocent. It's very. It's a seductive. Sp- it's a
0: seductive spirit. It seduces exactly. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and even I remember in high school I was kind of interested in the Ouija board. Praise God, I didn't do it, but I remember things that I did at Sleepovers, yeah. you know the that you put your light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh my gosh. And I so wanted something to happen Mm because I wanted that supernatural, but praise God. I found Jesus. I'm like, he is so much better than this dark stuff that makes you feel empty. And so I'm just so grateful for Jesus. If you are someone you are searching for something deeper, you are searching for something supernatural or an amazing experience. Jesus is the answer. And the Holy spirit is there to fill you with that amazing experience. So I think that's just a good look at, one, what's behind the scenes. And, you know, I think that you may have said this earlier, Carol, but take it to the Lord. This is the information that we're giving you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's you and the Lord. And you, what the Lord tells you will be different than someone else because maybe someone else can't handle it. Or maybe you can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Um Or I don't know, you know, it's the Lord's protection, but I think that also too, if you feel called, that is a day to open up your house. I think exactly Mm -hmm. where you were at. I was laughing because the first house that we moved to when we moved to Colorado was (laughs) in the middle of nowhere and we bought all this candy and no one came to our (laughs) door (laughs) because you had to walk up like a hundred feet steps to our door, but it was kind of sad, but, um, yeah. So again, just ask the Lord, what are you supposed to do? And, um, yeah, I think it was just good to go over the history of it.
0: No, it, and thanks for Yeah, it, it was good, and I'm so glad we talked about this. And I just want to encourage some of you out there, you know, um, we are a light in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend the light. That means it cannot sne- uh, seize it. It cannot snatch it away. And this is my place of assignment, and I am not about to... Um, Stand down on this mm-hmm. night. I am going to be that light in the darkness. The darkness cannot snatch my light away. Mm-hmm. And I want to share one story and then encourage you all with something. We had a guy, he was probably an early teenager, came to our door, and he was dressed, of course, like the Grim Reaper or something. And mm-hmm. But he had electric guitar. And several of us were just stand out there because you, you can't really come up for air. There's so many mm-hmm. people. Well, this was like this really weird lull. And he came up. And so we started asking him, you know, hey, do you do you play that thing? And you could barely, he's like, Whoa. you know. <laughs> and we're like, play it for us. Well, he lifted his mask. He started playing this, his guitar incredible. He was an incredible guitarist. So we just lavished him with all these compliments and we had him play another song. And he, he left our door 10 feet tall and he left and he was walking down without his mask when he totally forgot about his mask. He was filled with compliments. Like it just, we just noticed this change in his countenance and his demeanor. And that just blessed us. And that's what we're here to do. We are here to, to bring that light of Jesus. And um, I just want to encourage all of you. You may not have a neighborhood where people come and trick or treat you, but, and, or you may, I don't know what, but we just encourage you do a drive, drive around your neighborhood if you're able or walk it and and prayer walk an area near mm-hmm. you and pray over the houses, pray over the land, pray for God's glory to shine, yeah. pray for God to be glorified, pray for redemption, pray mm-hmm. for souls, um, on this night rather than souls be taken let's pray for souls for the kingdom for this night because yeah. that's my mission on yeah. this night and um, I have met Christian women when they've when I've let their little ones come in to use the restroom I've met Christian women who are like oh my gosh I finally met another Christian woman mm-hmm. in town mm-hmm. and had I had my door shut I would have met I wouldn't yeah. have met him and so little things like that and um, and so but again check in with headquarters because it is you and the Lord and you have to obey the spirit and be led by the spirit of God. And he may be leading you into something different than he's leading me or Mallory, but that's where I'm at on the whole thing. I do not celebrate it, but I do redeem it for the Lord. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So good. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining. And um, yeah, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can email us at jcmpreparetheway.com. Wait, JCM, prepare, prepare the way. way. Wait a minute.
0: Prepare the way. Prepare at the JCM way, JCM Colorado.
1: Prepare the way at jcmcolorado.com. You guys, I get it wrong almost every time, and I always have to have it written down. But we've got a lot of emails, we need so. to like do
0: something easy. Like I don't even know what. Yeah. Like, <laughs> email us. Email at Gmail yes. or something.
1: Um, okay. Well, you guys, thank you so much, and until next time, take care.